From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, September 7th. Volunteers are continuing cleanup along the Mill Creek Parkway this week. Moab's August 20th flood sent large amounts of debris through the creek bed, leaving piles of sand and vegetation in its wake. Community members on Tuesday worked to clear what might pose hazards for future rain events. Volunteer Mary Rice. A lot of it is just getting out all of the, the smaller, more fibrous debris, the little twigs and um, the stuff that makes those sort of floating mats on the river. Because it sounds like what really caused a lot of the damage is that the channel has enough space to handle the amount of water, but with all of the, the mats and the fallen trees and the big debris, it just clogged everything up. Rice was out of town during the flood, but was glued, as she says, to social media. Her parents' house is very close to Mill Creek. Yeah, I was frantically checking in with everybody I knew in town. Um, it, was, you know, it was just so much more than we've ever seen. There's a level of flood where we all go out and stand along Mill Creek and watch and go, wow, that's a flood, and then there's this. Then there's this. Moab City staff still estimate damages along the parkway to total at least $10 million. Volunteers like those here have been doing what they can to clear debris so city employees can focus on big infrastructure repair and improvements. There are three more cleanup events this week hosted by Grand County Trail Mix, and KZMU's Christy Williams-Dunton caught up with Trail Mix board chair Colin Topper to get the details. What we're talking about then is a massive community cleanup effort that started the morning after all of that mud and debris came. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about what you're hoping people will bring and be prepared to help with. This is going to be evolving throughout the week, depending on on how many people we get and, you know, how much we're able to accomplish each night. But what we're looking at is is a couple of things. One, um, we want to clean off the, the actual paved portion of the parkway and uh, in, in the portions in the areas that we're focused on and, and just make them safe and easy to, to, to commute on again. But the other big thing that we will be looking at doing, hopefully with a lot of hands on deck, is uh, there's there's a huge concern and probably a really valid concern that uh, a lot of the, not all, but a lot of the, the debris that is, is everywhere along the creek now is potentially a, a huge hazard if, if another flood comes through, because I, I think that's one of the most astounding things about this event was just the amount of debris and, and, and just the damage and, and havoc that, that all this debris uh, caused. You know, and so this is all the stuff that if, if there were another even, even much smaller flood could cut loose and again clog some of the, uh, the, the underpasses of the bridges like, like what happened at, at Third South. Um, and so the city and others are, are, are definitely concerned about the amount of debris that is wrapped around trees and, and deposited on the side of the, the creek and right along the pathway. Um, so that, that'll be another area of focus. And so is there still a lot of mud for people that haven't uh, been adventurous enough to go down to the creek bed? Are you going to be needing buckets and that kind of thing? You know, it is it is so sandy now. It is it's amazing that the the, the sand deposition is, is pretty pretty incredible. Um, 
there there will be opportunities if if anybody would like to to uh, be getting in the water and playing in the creek and and you know moving moving material across the creek, but. You could certainly avoid that and, and and even avoid getting too dirty. But, you know, I do want to caution people that there have been, uh, you know, uh, cases of people getting poison ivy in, in some of these flood cleanups uh, and other things. So I do want to, you know, and just as you just did, Christy, I, I do want to caution people that, that wearing, you know, long sleeves and gloves is, is probably great. I have heard uh, people, well, you know, people's patience, people's tempers are a little bit short for a whole bunch of reasons over this last while. Many challenges, both local, national, etc. And I have heard people casting questions, blamey sort of questions, about how it was that we had a heavy rain that did deposit some debris a couple of weeks prior, and have been asking pointed questions about whether or not something more could have been done earlier with that debris that might have prevented some of the bridges from being blown out. Now, I know you're not an engineer, but what do you think about that? What can we say to people who say uh, that it might have been preventable? You're absolutely right that I'm not, I'm not an expert at anything, you know, and, and <laughs> this is one of those things. Uh, but I will say, I, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people, and, and what we're looking at here is, is this reset, you know, and this is, this is a natural cycle, and this is, this is, this huge event that just occurred, uh, you know, what people are calling this 100-year flood, uh, you know, is is actually a, a, a natural cycle. And, and the, the creek, the channel, the, the riparian zone around our creek has, has become, you know, in the years since any last major flood, has, has really choked off. Um, and, and this, when you walk around the creek bed, as I did yesterday with Cara Dorland, uh, and she was pointing out some amazing things to me, um, this really is that the, the creek has reestablished its channel through all of this thicket, and, and amazingly so. And, and uh, you know, and so I, to, to, to be pointing fingers and saying that, you know, we, there could have been more done, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, but we are going to try to make sure that, that we take this, present opportunity to do everything we can, even if it makes the the smallest difference down the road. I appreciate you putting that way, because there are uh, weird little bright spots, aren't there? There were no people, as I have heard yet, that have been um, physically harmed by the flood itself. Uh, I've not even heard of any pets that got swept away. And we've got a new kind of riparian channel. What are some other bright spots about this experience? Community. I, you know, I, I have been so blown away. Uh, you know, we were out Sunday morning, first thing, we, we were helping one of our neighbors, you know, clean up their backyard. They had lost half their backyard. Uh, and and I, I guess half their backyard was taken and, and replaced by giant logs and, and all sorts of interesting treasures uh and so and and while we were out there on the on the parkway throughout the morning people that i had never met before were were walking up with shovels and joining effort and when we finished with with our neighbor's property this group of people that had grown to almost 20 people at that point moved down the the pathway and found another place to help out and it was like uh, the experience of just having these gangs of people 
just walking down, just these gangs of do-gooders, just walking down, trying to see where they could help out. Uh, and then, you know, and then for me personally, you know, the, the, the bike skills park down close to Main Street on the parkway, that's, that's a really special place for me. That's a place that, that you know, we, I'm, I'm on the parkway during the school year at, at the very least twice a day with my kid going to school and on bike. And we almost always stop and do a run through the bike skills park and just see, see that thing just completely buried in two feet of sediment after the flood was really heartbreaking to us. And, uh, and so I was part of organizing an effort uh, really early on, you know, a week after the, the flood to take out the bike skills park. And during that course of that, you know, six hours on, on Saturday, I, it was so inspiring. I mean, just to have all of these people just coming out of the woodwork uh, to help out. And just, you know, throughout the day, just have all these earth-moving machines drive up out of nowhere. You know, Bill Groff on his tractor just coming out to, to dig out his brother's memorial park. And I have just been so impressed. And, and you know, Christy, you and I have been here long enough that we, we've, we've seen other examples of just how amazing, so many other examples of how amazing the community is. Uh, but it's, it's that is absolutely, the, the, to me, the silver lining of this, this whole thing is, is the community and the way people have have come out and rolled up their sleeves and gotten dirty to help each other out. We really needed to see it for a lot of reasons, didn't we? We absolutely do. Yeah. Yep. Everything that's happening in the, the greater world and everything, you know, this is in our, where we really can affect change, you know, is right here at home by, by, you know, all standing up together and uniting under a cause. And this flood event has, has presented us with that cause. Tremendous opportunity, Colin, and thank you also, Trail Mix, for seeing to it. I did read a uh, headline, or maybe it was just public service safety announcement, saying that the parkway in certain sections has just been closed indefinitely and plans to rebuild it are unknown at this time. Are there areas that look like they may not be in the same place, Mill Creek Parkway-wise. Do you have you heard about where, and when, and what is going on in those um, hard-to-build places? There are a couple of places where the the concrete of the parkway was was very severely undercut by the flood water, um, and and it's going to take a lot of uh, rebuilding and engineering, and, and a lot of people lot smarter than me to, to sign off on those areas. But what our effort is doing is, is freeing up, you know, the city's personnel so that they can really focus on those much, much harder to address areas. But it, it is going to be a really, there are a few areas like when it comes out uh, on the downstream side of, of Main Street, that's a really challenged spot. The area right next to the vet clinic right above where we're going to be working on Thursday and Friday night, you know, which was always kind of a scary spot because there was a, a pretty serious drop-off down to the creek off, right off the parkway. Um, you know, that's that's another spot where the, the flood water really undercut and compromised the, the integrity of the, the, the parkway. And so those, those areas are just, they are going to take a, a good bit of time. Um, but by opening up other areas and really tending to them, that, that, that frees up a lot of person power and, and brain power to, to really start start focusing in on those areas. And, and, you know, maybe we'll see improvements to those spots, which, which were already, you know, challenge spots. And, and, you know, having not been able to use 
the whole continuous parkway for the last couple of weeks really, really sets home like how important this this community asset is to us. You know, how many of us use that for getting our kids to school, for getting to and from downtown or from work, or just to get out and recreate, or just to be a long creek. Um, I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I, I feel like that parkway is one of the greatest community assets that we have. And, and it's worth to, to, to keep caring for it and keep the upkeep going. I mean, I, that was one of the things that really came out of my conversation with Cara yesterday is that, you know, when you look at the different sections, you look at the sections that, that we've invested time and energy into removing invasives from and to, to, to caring for. And those are the portions of the, the creek that did the best in all of this. And then the portions that, you know, are still dense thickets because they're on private land of, of Russian olives or invasives, you know, those are the places that, you know, built up these huge log jams and, and diverted the creek into people's backyards and different things, you know, like it, it, it's worth, and, and one of the best ways to care for something is to get people to love it and get people out in it. Um, and that's exactly what that parkway does. Fantastic. Well, a feel-good opportunity and a make-better opportunity, a gathering opportunity. This week in Moab along its shared riparian zone along Mill Creek. And Colin Topper, how can people find out more? Where do they go? Absolutely. So so we, we've, we've tried to do a really good job of flyers up around town, of social media posts. But when it all comes down to it, a simple phone call to to my number is always, always welcome. Area code 435-210-1382. Thank you so much for caring for the paths that we share. Colin Topper and uh, helping, helping Moab do better for itself. Thanks, Christy. Really appreciate it. That's KZMU's Christy Williams-Dunton speaking with Grand County Trail Mix Board Chair Colin Topper about this week's cleanup efforts along the Mill Creek Parkway. Volunteers are meeting from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. every evening. Tonight, they'll be along Mulberry Lane near 400 East and Thursday, Friday near Main Street to 100 East. At the Friday cleanup, there will be live music. Catch more info in the show notes of today's news. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, September 7th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.